morning, everybody from the Golden Thread Podcast community. This is Marnie. I'm very excited about our next guest that we are going to be introducing today, Ayana Nicole from Switzerland. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Golden Thread Podcast. So right now, I have with us all the way from Zurich, Ayana Nicole, who will be chatting with us. We were thinking about so much of the topic we wanted to cover today and really kind of circulated around the hero's journey or the hero and heroine's journey of healing. So welcome, Ayana. How are you? Hello, hello. Good morning. Aloha. Thank you very much for having me in this podcast. What an honor. I'm very good. So yeah, it was quite a challenge to find the topics, right? To Or to, to have one at least. <laughs> just to have one. There are so many topics and uh, we wanted to just explain to this community that we met through this beautiful thing called the internet. Um, on another another uh, webinar, which was led by Tashi um, and Jose Munoz, 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 um, <laughs> of learning about the um, astrology and crystal grids and whatnot, and I reached out to to Nicole, and we were able to build a friendship, and it's been a really really fun friendship after that. We have so many parallel things happening uh, in our own lives uh, so it's nice to meet as yogi bhajan would say it's siblings of destiny right these these souls that you come into and you connect with and then you learn and then you might move on and grow or you might grow for a long time um, no attachment but we've had really fun getting to know each other and collaborating co-collaborating um, in this new way, which I think is important for healers and light workers right now. But going back to Ayana or Ayana Nicole or Nicole Ayana, I love the name Ayana. It sounds Hawaiian too. Um, we were discussing your journey in particular, and this is such an inspiring journey. I would love to share it with this community. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, the, my journey was. Um, I work in Switzerland um, as a healer, as a medium, and as an artist for spiritual um, art in order to guide um, people through this ascension time and in order to really like um, be a role model and be a, a ray of light um, for um, the people that want to ascend as well as you do, as many others do. And um, But coming there was not exactly uh, the easy road. It was not being born and being enlightened like <laughs> the way. Unfortunately not. Um, I brought with me a lot of karmic um, baggages as well as a lot of ancestor line um, baggages to clear in order for me to then step into my my life's purpose and in order for me to really like um, learn how to be a healer learn how to be um, a, a, a channel a medium through my own story and um, that started with I was supposed to have a twin a twin mm -hmm. sister 
and um, the twin uh, died within uh, my kidney uh, while we were in my mom's um, tummy. Did you say that? Mm -hmm. Yes, tummy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so I was born basically with cancer, with embryonal cancer, and by the age of two, they were like really having um, a lot of problems finding out what's going on. And um, then uh, lucky enough, my dad was playing tennis with this um, doctor, which was an absolute expert in kidney. And um, he asked him to have a look at me and then uh, they found out that I had this tumor. And so I was in a hospital for from two to three years old on and off for more than a year and had then the kidney removed as well as chemotherapy and radiation therapy and of course that leads to a lot of trauma <laughs> i mean so young too yeah it's very young and it's it was it, it led to a lot of strange things a lot of strange um also behaviors i for example i i, I love stones and, and, and flowers and, and things because I was often at the time parents were not allowed to stay in the hospital with the kids mm -hmm. not like today so I was often very lonely so whenever someone came they came with gifts and I started to have those things around me and they gave me comfort and for a long time in my adult life I used to buy things to comfort me sure so <clears throat> i didn't need it i didn't need humans to comfort me but things right that was one of the things or i was absolutely addicted um, to relationships for mm -hmm. a very long time because and um, whenever someone was close then i was like holding on to those people for way too hard yes especially when it came to love it came to love relationships so that was the first big trauma bulk and then um, my life moved on and um, due to this kidney story uh, in my childhood <clears throat> I had a scoliosis which is like a deformation of your um, spine uh, spine thank you very much of your spine and um, it was um, it needed to be operated and I was 16 mm. um, I had this operation and there were like four vertebrae fixed and, but they cut me in half. So that was, and I died in this operation and I had, they had to bring me back and I was on the intensive care for days. And yeah, so this, this really, this decision to come back again and to, to move on also, you know, that was not only once. Like a lot of us healers have that. We have to re, we have those portals where we could slip out if we want. Right, right, yeah. of course all have that and um i decided to stay i still don't understand why <laughs> because the, the next 15 or 20 years were hell <laughs> yeah and so i i had this pain going on like oh it was so bad i had not a day without pain for from when i was 12 until i was like 32 33. So wow. was, yeah it was just this just 20 years of pain physical pain physical pain and but i always knew that like 
it kept me going. I always knew that there must be an option to heal. Mm -hmm. I went from doctor to therapist to physiotherapist to name it. I, if there's any therapy on this planet, I did it. <laughs> yes. I did it all. <laughs> did it all. Yeah. And um, I tried so many things and some of them were working, some of them were not. But um, my, my go-to thing from 28 till 35 was really, um, I went through every single life that came up with a resonance in the now moment. Meaning, um, my back pain was teaching me to go back into those karmic lives which were not um, vibrating as high as they should, could have. Mm -hmm. And um, I watched every single one of them. I, I, I did forgiving rituals. I did let out all the pain. I did like the whole thing for years. Yeah. And um, yeah. And all of a sudden there was no pain anymore. It was really, it was gone. Miracle. Yeah, it's not a miracle. It's, it was shitty hard work. <laughs> <laughs> which is a miracle. Which is a miracle. I mean, nice, but it was not a miracle. <laughs> it's just logic behavior, consistent logic healing behavior. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is what I'm teaching my clients today. When when I'm working with my clients, I teach them what what is this vessel? What is this body for? Why do we have to go with it? What do we do with it? How is it to be understood also? Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And I love, thank you for sharing the entire story because I think it's so important for people to recognize that the ones that have the most pain and trauma are usually the healers because we've gone through so many layers of trauma of pain and suffering and and almost like this inertia and this push to find the solution to it so that there is there is no pain right so that we can exist in maybe more aspects of the higher frequencies of peace or joy or gratitude um, being able to see things full circle that's what i meant about the miracle is like yes like that creation came out this beautiful creation of everything that you're you're doing now and sometimes when we're going through those big chunks of decades of healing you know doctor after doctor module after module diet after diet constantly trying constantly seeking um, and we talked about this a little bit of the planet Chiron, you know, the wounded healer. This, it feels at sometimes, I know for myself, I was like, wow, what more could you give me? You know, I've gone through like the whole gamut from like, me too, I had um, almost died at, at age two. My brother, who's an Irish twin, 11 months younger than me, uh, we both swallowed our grandmother's pills and we almost died pumped our stomachs in the hospital from two on it's just been trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma mine was more like you know raped at 14 then a um, hysterectomy at 36 which was my health things you know no hormone surgical menopause 
forced into um, an alcoholic husband dealing with addiction, all the way to, you know, loss and grief of my father. So like, if I look at all the things that I've gone through in my, what we call in Buddhism, your, your wheel of samsara, right? Your, your wheels of the, the karma that you've come in with, I think, you know, I'm so grateful right now that I'm having a conversation with you to be able to look at all of that hard work and say, wow, I have like just an ounce more of peace and understanding, right? Like an ounce more of compassion for myself to then be like, well, now I have a boundary and that's probably not healthy for me. So I'm going to not choose that. But, you know, I think there was definitely a time in my life where I was like, wow, here I am again at some other temple in some new prayer group, the youngest person here trying to heal herself and discover like, maybe if I chant this mantra for the next 600 days, I'll be able to be okay. And we all go through this, right? We all go through, um, it's kind of what we were saying, the hero or the heroine's journey of discovering our soul like essence, um, knowing that at some point we are not victims of our scenarios or our story or our narrative that we're contributing members to it which is a big is a big moment of realization and maybe we can talk about that too because i know a lot of people right now in the collective with what we're going through are waking up some not out of what they would say a conscious choice but they're no. just the band-aids being ripped open right now and this is the time this is the time for all of us to not only the healers and and light workers and those who have worked like as dolores cannon said the waves of of volunteers you know our wave maybe we are more like the indigo children have gone through these levels of traumatic experiences than to be of service right now which is what we're doing but for those people out there i'd like for you to maybe we can talk a little bit about that of you know the feelings around kind of like waking up and and switching from the victim to the archetype of um being grounded and saying i'm a contributing member of this universal creation that is me what do i do now I think that's, I mean, that's one of the great questions that I'm having also from my clients at the moment, like all, all the time. It's how does this whole thing work? This thing with body and soul and what is what? And um, uh, why is there sometimes, uh, why is it important to meditate or why is it important to eat a certain way or why is why does it matter if you if you are um having um if you're watching this tv series or not and mm -hmm. the, the 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 great point of this coming away from the victimhood or and understanding what's really going on is the ability and also the the cojones, the guts to mm -hmm. really step into your, yeah, I would say your, what's the English word? Let me find it. Your self-awareness and your self-responsibility. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if you really are, if 
there's a thought pattern, a thought game that I'm playing with my clients all the time. Imagine if it really every thought and every action of yours would matter. Mm -hmm. What would change if you knew 100% that not eating that beef and the beef not having to die for you or not um, swearing, even not in your head, if you would know that it really changes the whole frequency on the planet, mm -hmm. would you be open to consider change in your life, in your daily habits? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm going in this in this mind game with them and um, there is this certain kind of vibration that you can create with someone when you're doing that mm -hmm. where the person what doing it with understands in a in a feeling level on a on a physical um, body embodied level that everything is connected to each other on this planet mm -hmm. energetically as well as physically because our physics is going back into the earth realm and coming up again and going down again and it has an impact what you do mm -hmm. and what it does for everyone else it does for yourself so you playing the victim and blaming someone else for your for your life means that you're not willing to be sovereign enough to be a grown-up person and to have your responsibilities in your life sorted out and mm -hmm. this is a choice i'm not mm -hmm. saying that you're not allowed to choose that but this mm -hmm. is a choice to go willingly into a destructive behavior which mm -hmm. is fine if you choose that because some souls really have a full incarnation dedicated to destructive behavior which is perfect fine with me but if if you feel that your choice could be maybe in the realm of the constructive energies if you'd rather would love to build new structures build new business participate on the ascension in the frequency participate on this whole thing that is going on right now if you would love to choose that you have to start to be self-responsible and this will not always work not on a daily basis maybe sometimes you just fail but that's mm -hmm. okay but do the work it, it's not for free people come to me sometimes and they're like oh Nicola, Yana, you're such a high frequency medium and you're so amazing and you have a good life. Honey, that's work. That's not, that, that was not for free. That was like, I wanted, I, I dedicated my every step to this state of being. Like you did. We meditate daily. We practice Kundalini Yoga, we build our altars, we uh, take some smudges and we do this and we get the stones and we build grids for the planet and we do cleaning and when cleaning we do also the cleaning of the full era around us. So this is dedication, It's my life is dedicated to my mm -hmm. life's purpose which is being a teacher, a guru in the Kundalini mm -hmm. or 
yogic realm, we would say guru, but this is what I have to, what I'm here for. Right. I have to teach that. So, mm-hmm. and if you would love to get away from the victimhood, move your ass. <laughs> Just plain and plain and simple. And I think yeah. it's important for people to recognize that it does take a lot of work and a lot of a lot of self-awareness. It's possible. Um, I know for me when I started, things like this were not available. Yeah. We weren't having people on podcasts talking about things like this. I had to go to the monastery in Burma and meditate on my own at age of 13 by myself for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. This was not, when I came back to Hawaii, There, nobody was teaching this. There, it wasn't accessible. So yeah. we, I also yeah. think about, you know, the age of Pisces as we move into the age of Aquarius in oh, the I old ways it. of learning. Yeah. It's in the old ways of learning, we would have to go to the monastic settings. We would have to go into seminary. We'd have to go to the church. But if we wanted to do spiritual practice or sadhana, we'd have to find a guru. We need to find someone who's going to teach us. And then we'd have to dedicate probably most of our life and renunciate everything in order to follow that. That is definitely that time, right? And we are moving out of that time into this age of Aquarius right now where we have so many ancient teachings available and through this medium which is called the internet and i even went into a doctorate program to to study women's spirituality and all the different modalities healing modalities throughout many cultures and try to that's probably what my book will be about is um bridging the the ones that are the most effective and transformative and unifying Um, which is goes back into what actually you and I teach which is very fascinating also but that even going to to doctorate program and having to get to that level in order to to have access to this kind of stuff you know really is where I go into everybody should have access to this which is my goal of this podcast is just like another facet to get the information out there that it's possible and you don't need to wait. You don't need to wait to enter into a school. You don't need to wait to to find the right program. You don't need to wait to find the right teacher. Like they're all around you. You just need to honestly like look up from your story and from your narrative and ask for support. And it will show up for you right now. Um, that's, That's really, very important i think as people are starting to awaken is they start to recognize that okay i'm ready and here i am and yes my suffering is great yes i am in a lot of pain i'm in a lot of emotional pain i'm in a lot of mental pain my physical body is completely this seems overwhelming right it's so much but as you and i talked about this morning like just little by little like you're peeling the onion little by little doesn't have to be a big big moment of healing everything through trauma as you and i both did and a lot of i believe healers had to because we were kind of in a quickening to get ready for this time so um your story might not be as intense as ours and that's okay also you don't need to have an intense story in order to want to heal or be at higher vibration or frequency also that's 
okay. So you chose you chose your own life story um, for for yourself in order to have the perfect setup to come to the place where you wanted to be in this life, where how to learn the things you wanted to to experience. And as I said, I mean. We have to understand that in this time right now, we have to be, it's it's also very difficult for certain people because you have to be very discerning with what, what you're engaging with and what you're not engaging with. Because mm -hmm. everything is there. Every You have every option to choose yeah. from. It's not like in the past where you didn't have the option because you were Christian and you could not do Kundalini yoga because it was Buddhist or right. it was or whatever it was yeah. like today you can do anything you want but you need to you need to develop your own discernment your own kind of what energies do i allow in my realm in my life in my in my physical system also because mm -hmm. a lot of people from how i see it they have their suffer with this discernment how to decide yeah what to do what should yeah. i where should i go to give me just a, a clear step-by-step -step plan and i would follow it but i just don't there this bigger plan is not available and i mean there's some great great teachers like muji i'm a huge huge fan of muji baba muji i would love to meet him i i think he's amazing but um For example, I, for myself, my experience with the physical body, with all those great, great spiritual teachers, my problem is my physical body, I believe that it's important to understand what's going on in the physical body too. And there I learned a lot from the shamanic roots, from the Mayan culture, from all that, because for me, it is like my physical body is a being. It has mm -hmm. its own intelligence. It has its own um, being. It's a being, and mm -hmm. I, as a as a spiritual being, live within this physical being. So we have to understand each other. We have to get to know each other. We have to col collaborate with each other. And when your physical body is creating a lot of pain you're ignoring the shit out of it. It's it's a fact. And that's what I teach my clients. So your physical body wants also to be understood. So yes, we are the one perceiving how emotions are coming and going. Yes, we are the one that is perceiving how thoughts are coming and going or needs or addictions. But this physical body It, it produces those needs in order for you to have the resonance that you were choosing before you were born. Mm. To, um, to heal and to understand those. And when you're having a good relationship with it, when they say you have to do sports or you have to do this and that, no, you just have to talk to your body. Mm -hmm. It's a mm. um, Yeah. I am... I'm a great, great fan of, of, of giving those teachings because I feel that um, for a lot of people, when they understand that their behavior matters and that they're not victim, but they're creator of their own path. Mm -hmm. And 
When you want to change things, do them for 40 days plus. Yes. Every day. That's that's a basic rule and that already would help a lot of people. You want to change, I don't know, for example, someone wants to change um, food. Mm-hmm. Do it for 40 days. Mm-hmm. Then it's a behavior. You want to change your addiction to smoke. Mm-hmm. There are like, in Kundalini Yoga, there are like a ton of practices. This is what you know better. I just yeah. do that. I, <laughs> I would love to be a Kundalini teacher, but I'm not. It's just not my thing, not my way. But uh, I mean, it makes, there's, there are options for that, but you have to do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. almost, you know, I was tired this morning. I didn't do it. Yeah. You choose to not do it. It's a choice yeah. and it's in this destructive, destructive realm of energies. Mm-hmm. So you're not constructive. So Mm -hmm. you choose to be destructive. And this responsibility needs to be understood. I agree. And I believe that, you know, in Buddhism, we call this, it's mostly like the pause, the pause of, of, um, between the positive and the negative mind of neutrality. When you are practicing discernment, you are pausing in the awareness, and then you are choosing, recognizing you have free will, and that it is a choice to either go <laughs> the blue pill or the red pill, right? As we went into the matrix, it's like, I'm either gonna choose this or I'm gonna choose that. And that is, my friends, a huge development. When you recognize I'm having tea or I'm gonna have a Bloody Mary this morning. Like, I'm having tea. It's that simple. And we, we, which is why, you know, a lot of the the practices of Buddhism and Buddhist psychology of simplicity is, and Zen Buddhism and things like that are, um, help to then give you clarity of mind, which then gives, goes into many, many more opportunities to, to live in an existence that is copacetic to flow. But that moment that you can recognize your mind and what it's doing is really where you start taking what they call maybe in healing, you know, taking your power back. And I, I kind of, I, I'm getting really a little annoyed with this phrase right now, <laughs> taking your power back. You've always had it. You're, oh, you are a benevolent being. You are completely sovereign. You're a hundred percent healed and whole, as you say, cause I hear this from you also. Um, you, but that moment, if, if, we're, if we're conscious, and this is where we talk about consciousness, if we're conscious of our habits, thorn, our habits, thoughts, and our emotions, when we're conscious of them, then we can have the resonance and the awareness to then choose that which is more based in love than it is in fear, right? Or locked into our suffering. I would not, I, I would really, I stopped using the word love and fear or light or dark or good or bad because it's, mm-hmm. it, it all belongs into the third dimensional um, realm. Polarity. Mm-hmm. Polarity. Where, and it's really, it, it's used, it was used so much. Yes. I really, uh, how, how the 
Yogi Bhajan says there there's two options constructive energies mm-hmm. or destructive and it's a black and white thing you do yeah. one or the other you cannot be in both yeah so choose and then go there mm-hmm. but no mm-hmm. when you're not choosing and you're being destructive it's you chose to be destructive because you're not constructive that's mm-hmm. what it is mhm beautiful and i think that's where we're we're creating this new template right of more of this vibration of resonance mm-hmm. and as you mentioned as we're moving all collectively together when everyone's doing their own work and being present with their emotions and how they need to process anger and fear and frustration then they can move into neutrality feelings of compassion forgiveness gratitude and then we move into the higher vibrations of joy and bliss deep peace collective healing all of that is waiting for us all those opportunities are really Ayana and I talk about this is more about resonance and energy. It is. So you're really connecting your energetic body to the resonance of your soul-like essence which has nothing to do with love or fear. <laughs> and it's also like 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 I can give you an example of myself. I have my practice and um I had the change of landlord but my old landlord didn't inform me at all that there was a change. So parts of me were like not really feeling it to be changed without being noticed. <laughs> and it's I know it's and it's really fascinating. I felt that there was this very destructive behavior from my side to this new landlord. even though he didn't do anything wrong it was not even his fault but i felt this that there was this feeling within me and then i was like okay so there is a resonance so they created with this action i created myself a resonance to understand something within my body so i i went there and i was looking all over my body i was like okay when i think about this situation where do i feel it where is the resonance in my physical body and i understood okay there is something in my solar plexus vibrating is like i was not happy with it so i was there was a certain kind of it was not anger but it was like grumpiness at least mm-hmm. <laughs> yes i felt grumpy so i went in there and i followed this feeling so i was like asking my physical body okay what what do you want to tell me with this what is there to be seen because this grumpiness needs to have a reason so i followed it and i practice i um worked it through and um now there is there is no no such feeling anymore but it lead it led to the fact that um i let my my in the past i let someone overrule me and this was kind of uh, leading towards a, f- a completely different um uh, direction of my of my career mm-hmm. I-, i wanted to, i wanted to be an artist when i was 15 i we had to choose here in switzerland we do apprenticeship so mm-hmm. i wanted to 
go to art school, but my dad said like, no, no, you're not doing this art school. Do something right. Do something real. You're you're doing a, but you're becoming a bookkeeper. And I had to do this bookkeeping. I I worked when I was 16. I started working in mm-hmm. a bookkeeping company, and I did this apprenticeship. But it was really I was suffering like hell. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be there. And this this being overruled, this not having to say anything for the situation was triggering that last piece mm. of anger within my stomach towards my dad. Mm-hmm. So after I worked that through, my father and me, we had even, there, there was even more peace between us. Yeah. So... You know, everyone around you, like even the guy that cuts your edge on the on, in the car, or the, the woman that steals your parking lot, or the kids that are annoying you in the grocery store, or whatever. Every single thing that you perceive with your awareness mm-hmm. is serving you. Everyone plays the role just for you in order to have the necessary resonance within your physical body to understand where healing is needed. Mm. That's how I understand it. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. And when we're recognizing and we're waking up, you know, I literally see like the eyes wake up like, wow, I'm, I'm really participating in this play of life energetically i'm participating with the feelings and the thoughts and the people that are in front of me and the relationships that i have and and it's a co-collaboration all the time you know there's a lot of feelings that come up for that too and if anybody is familiar with david hawkins work of um the consciousness levels where they actually took the vibrationary levels of every single emotion and uh, connected it into the chakra system, you can very quickly understand where your wounding might be or where there might be trauma in the body. And so third chakra, you know, where your experience is a masculine chakra and it has all to do with your power, your seat of the ego and the will exists in third chakra. So of course that's where you're gonna feel it. It also is connected to the liver, which processes anger. And all of that is right there. And so when we are like having those incredible visceral experiences, um, that's when I feel we're really waking up and becoming vibrant, like in our cellular memories of ourselves. And then it's this beautiful life experience, which to me, many people are missing it. And I hope that this kind of podcast inspires everyone out there to to not just participate in their healing or heroine or hero journey but really like get in the saddle and start doing the work um it's so worth it as you will see in um ayana nicole's offerings she's beautiful connection channeled to divine divine source to bring in key codes that are absolutely transformative but the only way that you're gonna have those kinds of direct knowing experiences or downloads is when you actually work on the lower chakras and work on your trauma and work on the deep emotions um that is 
a requirement, friends. Like there's just no other way to go around it. You need to do your stretch pose in the morning with breath of fire. Like there's just, you cannot, you know, and I'm getting really tired of this word spiritual bypass as well, but you can't just jump over and go to the upper realms. Um, you have to do the work to be grounded into this space and into this physical yeah, the, body. The, 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 by the way, the only reason, just to be very clear with this, the only reason why we are here is to really be here and to feel what's going on. Because we as, a, as, as souls, we could have stayed where we came from, from the planets that we came from or from the angelic realms or whatever you want to call it, from God, wherever. We could have stayed there, but we decided to incarnate in a physical body in order to be able to feel something. And what are what is everyone doing? They don't want to feel. Yeah. Of course, I mean I understand pain is shitty. I I do understand that because I I really deeply deeply experienced it. But the fun part of it, if if you're like living in this body and you you understand that really the someone's bringing resonance and you're like oh I don't like mm -hmm. that. Then it's like, ooh, what is there to be seen within me? And to feel that, you need to be okay. present. And in order to be present, you need to have space within yourself. You need to mm. create space within yourself. And how yes. do you do that? Meditation, yogic practices. And if you don't want to do that, then book sessions. Like, yeah. I that too in the beginning for me it was very hard to hold the structure of a daily practice yeah. I, was, yeah. I was i was not able like i worked a hundred percent in in um uh, international companies you know how that was you had the same money and so yeah. you were yeah. running from a to b to z you were doing a lot of meetings a lot of this a lot of that to have like this one hour physical practice was like ah how could yeah, I do that? Yeah. If you don't, if you cannot start with that on a daily basis, because it's our job. Mm -hmm. I said also to my friends, if you don't feel like meditating every day, of course it's better. But I mean, you're not a medium. You're not a healer. You're not a light, a, an energetic worker. For us, for me, for energetic worker, this must be mandatory. You need to clear your channel. But if you're like, if your life's purpose is somewhere else gardening or in i don't know what then you don't need to work out so much for me it's not necessary if you cannot hold the structure and i understand but then at least go go to someone like marnie book an appointment use the good people around go to one kundalini class a week it's better than nothing go to one do one meditation a week, a guided meditation, or what I did for years. I, I did it for at least three, four years. Every night when I used to, when I went to bed, I put on Muji meditation, just on YouTube. And I just let that flow in. Like I slept through the meditation, but you know, the energy is sick it's sinking in it's it's doing something so if you cannot 
if you're saying like you don't understand my life i work two jobs and i have a kids and i have this and i have that i'm not telling you to to be the perfect uh, light warrior and do 10 hours of meditation a day but do what you can but do it very consistently decide for if you cannot do more decide for once a month but do it once a month the, the consistency is more important than the the the, the, the amount of things you do for, for your brain yeah I believe there are so many people out there that, that this is really resonating with them and they're coming into a space of, oh, wow. And you're, I, I feel this in my bones. You know, I really feel like this is time. It is time for me yeah. to work with my narrative, to work with my story. And um, as Ayana was saying, it is a gift to be here. It is a gift to be incarnated right now. There is so much to access, many directions to go. Choose one, trust your path. It always works out in your favor. And, and I would love to say something about this. At the moment, um, there is this uh, Black Lives Matters um, movement going on. Mm -hmm. I love the movement, but I think, to be very honest, the yes. behavior is so destructive. If you would invest the whole bunch of energy that people are using to demonstrate, to yell, to scream, to whatever, if mm -hmm. they would use this energy, this huge amount of energy, in order to do something constructive with it, the world would already be different and that this is what we need to understand the the waking up part of this whole um timeline that we're currently having is how can you use your energy your light bulb in a constructive way at the moment so choose wisely Choose wisely how you invest your energy. Do you invest it in anger, in um, fear, in all those feelings that are currently available 24 seven? Mm -hmm. Or do you say, I'm stepping away of that, meaning for example, I don't watch the news daily, I watch them once a week. I don't read news. I, I have stopped reading newspapers and watching TV like five years ago. I just don't invest, I don't interact with those emotions anymore because it's an emotional field and it, it pollutes your emotional body. So you cannot decide smartly. So choose less, less news, but with the time that you watch the news, make a beautiful painting or help your neighbor or and if if the neighbor is black even better for the current movement but choose wisely how you invest your energies do you watch if you're watching movies 
Are you really needing to watch another love movie which shows you another time that only Mr. Right will make you happy? Or maybe, maybe you watch uh, something about uh, Buddhism or something about yoga or some, something smart. Choose mm -hmm. where you, the, this discernment is key. And I, I, I know I'm repeating myself, but <laughs> it's so important. It's so important. And, and we're, we, we both are very passionate, if you can't tell already. We're both very passionate about this. It is our life, and as you know, we say it's our dharma, meaning it's our life purpose to be here to support all of you as you go through this process of ascension, really becoming carbon to crystalline. It is an ascension. It is a process. You chose to be here. You can do the work. There are many opportunities. You don't have to do it alone. It can be fun and joyful and it can be liberating or was what we call you know in in yogic science it's like it's moksha right it's that alchemy it's that phoenix rising um shakti energy that comes through to just transform your whole entire life so allow it welcome it in it's here to support you and i we could go on and on and on i know we could go on and on and on but i think today we have so much to talk about. We have so much to talk about. It's tea time with Ayana and Marnie. Um, today, we we really want to just kind of, that is our main message, I believe, is recognizing yeah. that there is, you know, Carolyn Miss, who I'm referring a lot of other teachers, a lot of great saints and stuff out there, her, her books on the archetypes of understanding that, you know, sometimes we come in imprinted or templated with, with certain archetypal themes or thematic themes for the soul to go through. And some of that is connected to planetary things, which is a whole nother segment. Um, but Chiron, the wounded healer has just finalized. It's, it's, I don't know, what is it? How long the year of a cycle that it was in um, of the wounded healer, which many light workers have gone through that. And now we are at the space of liberation, especially with Venus going into her her, her next eight year cycle in Gemini. So there are big energies, big cosmic energies happening that are supporting people to go into a, a healing journey. And a lot of this is, is currently happening uh, collectively. We're healing each other right now, especially with the, with the movement that's going on right now. And trusting too, like this is an ongoing cosmic process. Like we are always gonna be evolving towards the betterment of higher vibration. Like it is a process. There is no end to it, my friends. You are in a universal co-creation. Uh, welcome to your life. So this is just how it works, right? There's nothing set in stone. It's always constantly moving. You're having to go with the flow of divine energy. How much you can absorb and flow with it is up to you how much you want to flow and go with more of a higher vibration, understanding, consciousness, awareness is up to you. I it's always, all readily available. I always love to, to compare it with surfing. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> you are on a surfboard and the wave is coming. So there are two options. Option one, 
you're doing shit and looking at the wave when she's coming and then you're you're being in a turmoil of water and sand and 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 stress and whatever or you start paddling mm-hmm. so my, my final statement for today's <laughs> podcast is the wave is coming you should start paddling you better start today <laughs> because in order to serve this new energy in order to be up with your head out of the water if you start paddling now you might make it but for sure if you're not doing your work you will be underwater in a very mm. short of time <laughs> i love it i think we just came up with the title for this the cosmic wave right yeah, the cosmic- right <laughs> You know what's funny? The cosmic wave. I I will tell you later. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I will. Uh thank ev- we really want to thank you guys all for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. Uh Ayana Nicole and I will be having many more conversations. She is going to be one of the guest speakers on my chakra journey. Uh you can learn more through my links. But I will put in all of her information into this podcast description so you can learn about her offerings. Um, she is in Switzerland, in Zurich, Switzerland. I'm in Hawaii. And this is the power of the internet, being able to bridge these worlds together and have a beautiful conversation about consciousness, healing, and finding the golden thread amongst all of it. Thank you so much. A deep mahalo, mahalo, sister. Mahalo, Marnie, for organizing it. It was such a great pleasure, as usual, with talking to you. And thank you very much for your time. Thank you, and have a beautiful day. Have fun. Thank you for paddling. Have fun paddling. (laughs)